Hey everybody, you're about to tune into another episode of the How It's All podcast, and I wanted to take some time out to say thank you for tuning in and showing your support by listening to the How It's All podcast. I hope you all enjoy the episode you're about to listen to. Please subscribe to the How It's All podcast to stay updated with new episodes as well. Thank you all for listening and tuning in, and please continue to do great things. Welcome, everybody, to the How to Talk podcast. This is Jetpack Nick, and I have two special guests with me. I have Maya with me. She's co-hosting with me today. Say what's up to the people. Hi, everyone. And we got my guy, Philly Avis. Say what's up to the people. Yo, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing today? Oh, man. Glad to have you on the How to Talk podcast. How you doing? I'm glad to be here. I'm great. I'm in a good mood, man. How you doing today? <laughs> nah, cooling, bro. Cooling. We got... We on the podcast, chilling, you know, busting it up, you know, finna get it, finna get it started, man. So let the people know, man, who you are, what you're about, what you do. All right. So what's up, y'all? I go by the name Philly Avid. I'm a 22-year-old rapper, singer, songwriter. Well, mostly these days, singer, rapper, songwriter. <laughs> but um, I just dropped a new EP. It's called After Hours, five songs, something, something light, but something heavy at the same time. You should definitely check it out. Um, I've been making music for about eight years now. Um, I'm also trained in dance a little bit, so definitely about to bring that back into the picture. Um, and yeah, I do a lot of like production stuff and live performance stuff and stuff like that. So yeah, a whole lot of stuff. No, oh, shit, I know, bro. I know. So let me let me get into the the EP, the After Hours EP, right? You said some light and some heavy. What you mean by that? Some light and some heavy meaning is five songs, right? Right. You listen to this full project, I feel like, in my opinion, but I wanted to skip any song. So to me, that's heavy. You know what I mean? To have like a no skip project, whether it's five songs or 15 songs, it's like, yo, like this shit good enough to listen to all the way through. And and the light part was just it being five songs. Yep. Literally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dig. I dig. Mike, did you get a chance to listen to the project? Wasn't it? Did you get a chance to listen to the project? I did. I did. Yes, I did. What was your favorite song? The first one. The very first one is the Fair first Trade. One. Fair Trade. Fair Trade. It's my favorite. Um, I like the the way it settled the rest of the project. But like sometimes you need like a really like good song to set it off. Cause I'm the type of person where I start from the beginning. And if the beginning song don't catch me, I might go to the rest. Or I might just be like, oh, let me give it a shot. But I started with the first song and pulled me in and it led me to the rest. I think it just carried it all together. So Fair Trade is my favorite off the EP right now. We'll see if it switches, but right now Fair Trade is my favorite one. Thank you, thank you. All right, shit. My mine's personally, my favorite is Thirst Track. <laughs> you know, that's my shit. <laughs> Thirst Track, my favorite shit for a lot of different reasons that we ain't gonna get into. Whatever. I have, but. I I had a feeling. Why'd you have a feeling that that was my favorite? No, no. Not even just for you, but I just feel like the people in general that listen to the project, that's like going to be one of their favorites. Like for for many reasons, because people can take it in different directions. I feel like that's one of those songs, like people's minds can look at it very differently, different views. But also, I don't know. I just feel like, because that's also like the middle song, right? Is it Thirst Trap? Like number number. That's the second one. The second one, right? One right there. I, I don't know. I always feel like it's either the first one or the second one. Those are like the top two that roll people in. For me, it, it's Spirit Trade because I like that vibe, the type of music, like the vocals and all that. But I feel like Thirst Trap, 
Not just for you. I mean, I knew you were gonna pick that song, but I just. But why did you know I was gonna pick that though? Like, what, like, what about me made you say, "Hmm, Nick's gonna like Thirst Trap"? Why? <laughs> um, cause like I know you. You're like one of my best friends, so I would know that. But you know, I don't know. I feel like a lot of listeners will like it too, cause it could go either way. Like, it gives everybody a different way of thinking. Like that song gives people different directions to think i feel like other songs like you either kind of think one way or the other but i think there's chat you have multiple ways of thinking it's never not like just one or two okay so but so, avid just said that there's trap was his fave too no right i was i was about to i was about to ask him <laughs> i was about to say so being that you're the one who who wrote and performed there's trap what was the story behind that for you? Was that just something that you was just like, oh, this is this is something cool to write, or is this like some some personal experience type situation? Like, what was going on? It's a mixture. Like, if you listen to Thirst Trap, it's really about a sneaky link. So, like, <laughs> it's about a sneaky link. So, in the beginning, like, I don't know if you catch it, but at the end of the verse, you know, I'm I'm singing the lyrics and shit like that. And the first girl around, I say, you know. And when we done, I get to send you back to your dude. But then the second time around, I say, now we done, grab your phone because he calling you. So it's, yeah, yeah it's a story <laughs> and experience in there. <laughs> Don't put a lot of people in. Like, ooh, what's this hey, all about? Listen, I, listen, the, the sneaky links, that's what, you know, that's what people get into these it's days. Very, exactly, it's very relatable, so... I mean, I, I I plead the fifth on all accounts. I ain't got nothing to do with me. I ain't write the song. I ain't performing. That's my man. <laughs> That's my man. All that. You know what I'm saying? I just I I just do this right here. I ask the questions, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no man. So so you know those those first two songs definitely was like uh like it it, it captured the imagination of what the rest of the project was going to be. So with the rest of the songs, which is perception. Um, what was the what was the fourth one? Put it down on me, I believe. Mm-hmm. And what was the last one? I, I don't. I think it's like goes around. It's something like that, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, w- what was the idea behind the rest of those two songs, following up from Fair Trade and Thirst Trap? Okay, so let's start from the beginning. I think in Fair Trade, I wanted to make that the first the first song on the project because I'm just like you know, one I've never made a song with like these specific types of notes in it. So I feel like as soon as the song start in that bass drop and just that first line and then you hear that note kicking, it's like, oh, shit, like, whoa, like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, OK, that'll rub people in and Thirst Trap will be like, oh, shit, like this some shit I could really like Bob to for real, for real. And then it goes into perception and, you know, perception is more slow, it's more personal. That that's like an actual story right there. And then, you know, you got to end off with the good shit. So put it down on me. That's a feel good joint. Then goes around, comes around that joint. As soon as it started, make you want to dance. So I really wanted, even though it was five songs, I wanted it to be a lot of um, dynamic. So I wanted to start off here, you know. No, so, so, so you feel like it's, as far as like listening back to it, because I know going, you know, going through the process of recording and writing, like, you have a different feel than when you actually get to take a step back and like listen to it as the person who created it. Like, were you able to get that feel that you that that you tried to make come across on the project? Like listening back to it as just a, a fan? Absolutely. Yeah, because it's 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 so crazy because I think the process in the studio is is very much different than what the final song sounds like. 
Right. So you, know, you go down, you go in there, you catch the vibe, you do your takes, you work with your engineer collectively, or at least I do. I work with my engineer collectively to, you know, build up the backgrounds and shit like that. And it's like, all right, like, you know, this is a good vibe. So, you know, listening to the premixes compared to the final ones is like, oh shit. Like, I didn't even know what I was not getting myself into, but I didn't know it was going to come out productively and like as straightforward as it did. Right. So like at first, I didn't even have a name for my EP, but I was like, you know, I set a goal to drop an EP this year. And then, you know, I said, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna call my EP after hours. And then once I came up with after hours, I'm like, all right, I know exactly what to do from here. And then that's how I sequenced everything. Okay. So with after hours, is there anything else coming at, like later in the year or we, we done with 2021 and we just focus on 2022? Um. Yes, there's a there's a lot coming with this project. Um, specifically, I feel like this project I can like milk a little longer. Okay. So you know I could come out with visuals because I plan on coming out with visuals for all the songs at first. You know, in the marketing plan, we was just going to do two videos for the five songs and then just be done with it. But then I'm like, you know, I didn't think that people would take this much of a liking to it. So once they did, I'm like, all right, fuck it, like. As the year go on, I just keep pushing this more and more and more. Hopefully, make this my biggest project yet, and then come twenty twenty two, drop a single after that. Okay, yeah. my you, you have any questions you want to ask? I actually have two. Oh, two. go ahead. Okay, so this one is like just related to after hours itself. So when you introduce yourself, you said that you were rapper singer songwriter, but then it was like now you're like singer rapper songwriter, and so when you were explaining like your process with after hours, I think. You know, normally for those who listen to you, you started out with just mainly rapping and that was you and it was always like the feel good song, things like that. So after hours, you said that you started, you know, with the slow, the deep stuff, like your singing voice, and then you ended it with like the feel good songs. So I guess my question for you is like, do you feel like with that switch, you know, the singing portion in the beginning was like, this is me, like, this is who I want to be. This is like who I want you guys to know me as because I know as an artist, it could be hard to start out as one thing and then kind of make that transition. So um, just asking you that question, like, how is it for you making the transition from saying, like, I like to rap, but, you know, singing is where I feel like it's really me and sounds like me. That's a great question. And this is why the name of my EP is called After Hours. So um, I feel like it was more so publicly announcing that transition because I've always, to me, I've always been more of a singer than a rapper. But I wanted to give myself time to develop my voice and develop my skill before I put myself out there in that because it's extremely tough to be both. But when it comes to singing, people, they they spot on like, yo, like you just don't sound good, like if you don't sound good. So I wanted to give my t myself some time to train. And I wanted to give myself some time to, you know, get used to that. So as far as that transition, my EP is called After Hours because these are the songs I was writing after hours aside from being more so a rapper in the public you know what I mean right. so to me it was more like a damn like this me and it's, it kind of happened on accident you know I talked to Zells and she collabing with her we started doing like more singy vibey songs and I'm just like yo like this the shit that I really do want to do and you know we sat down we had to talk and she just like yo you could do whatever the fuck you want like you don't have to conform to one thing because you think that's what people is going to like and ultimately it led me here so I think overall, I feel great about it. I feel like people take a liking to it. And I feel more, I'm not going to say I feel more comfortable because I felt comfortable doing both. But I just feel like people can really see me for who I am artistically. 
actually like that response. And also a follow-up to this for ask my other question, but you mentioned Zells and a lot of people might not know who Zells is, but um, I know Zella was a big part of the project as well. And really shout out to Zella. So shout her out, you know, give her a little shout out as to, you know, how like y'all partnership was with this project because she did help you out with this project as well as we have co-partners. So um, just give her a shout out and just say like how that process is for you too. Shout out to Azella Garden, y'all. When I tell y'all, I don't, I think artistically, she don't even know how dope she is yet. And that's, that's the great part about this. So, you know, um, I've been harvesting songs for a while. And then when I finally told her I wanted to do a project, she's just like, all right, like, you know, what do we got to do to make this come to life? So definitely a big shout out to her for helping me bring the vision of this project to life. You know, she came to every studio session. Um, She was even giving her input on background vocals. So she actually helped produce some of the background vocals, which is a great thing because she's never done that before and it came out great. Um, for example, on Fair Trade, she did, she helped me a lot as far as the backgrounds. Like um, when you listen, it's just, it's, it's so many crazy things that she did to this project. And I don't even think she understands, like it's, it's really crazy. So I think <laughs> that partnership and that creativity definitely helped me, you know, get here. So big shout out to her. Shout like, out even to though her. she didn't write it she helped me bring it together exactly the way i wanted it all right, all right. she's great shout out to zella shout out definitely shout out to zella okay so i, I actually want to like like you know um attach a question to that statement so um i also know that like like how important it is for a team to be you know you know together when it comes to making a project especially a dope project a long-lasting classic project and some people thrive with just a couple people in the studio a bunch of people in the studio for you specifically like how important is it for you to have like a team around you to help you cultivate an amazing project and do you also like to just be by yourself in the studio just you and one other person you and a group like what's your what's your process uh when you're in the studio so when i'm in the studio it's, it's crazy. So when I'm in the studio, um, I have two options to record in the real big industry style studio right. in the smaller, more comfortable, like, you know, this shit is a vibe type of studio. And that's where I recorded my shit. I recorded my shit in the smaller booth. Um, and if it wasn't my best friend there, it was just me and my engineer. Gotcha. Um, so I feel like creatively I can record if there's a group in the room, but for me is like for what like what y'all here for you know what i mean if Definitely. you're not creatively putting into it i don't need like an entourage or nothing like that so it's it's definitely a down-to-earth process is like okay like how can we work together to bring this song that i wrote to life and make it even better than what it was so yeah you got any follow-ups for that one not for that statement particularly no but i do have a question I know like a couple months before the EP, you dropped the single Soul Ties. And that, I guess, like if from my view looking at it, it was kind of like your first kind of like singing, I guess, outlook to the people if I'm right, not mistaken. Okay. So does Soul Ties have a little bit with After Hours, like with how it goes? Because I know Soul Ties is about, you know, two people and it's toxic and the visuals behind that was also really, really dope um like leading into after hours with the songs or was that like completely just you know to put out there that you know singing is what you're about to do kind of like a preview of what's coming next I just wanted to ask how is the um transition with soul ties in your EP if there is and if there's not that's cool but I know for the public eyes if you haven't listened to soul ties I think that was his 
you know, first single that's given the, the audience, like, hey, you know, I sing now, like I have another part of me, so. Okay, so, uh, this is crazy. I never, I don't, I ain't really get a chance to talk about Soul Ties, so I'm happy that you asked that question. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, when it comes to Soul Ties, um, if, for anybody that don't know, actually, Azella wrote that song for me. She was going through writer's block. Yeah, and, I didn't even know um, that. Yeah. I know that <laughs> she did an amazing job writing that song she was going through writer's block and um i was going through the folder that we had made a year prior to even thinking about soul ties and i found a beat and i was like yo i was like we were sitting in the room i was like yo buddy i want you to write me this song she was like you sure i was like yeah she was like are you sure i said yeah like this is what i wanted to be about so um to give you a little bit of backstory of what that song is about the song is actually about What's the way I can put this? The song is about addiction in a way. So if you think about it, it's about like those bad habits that we have that we try to get away from, but for some odd reason, we keep running back to them. And that's exactly what Soul Ties is. So it's really cool to like hear you think that it's about two people, because of course that's what you would think about, but it's mainly about like addiction and bad habits and, you know, trying to end certain cycles with yourself. And I broke all that down to her and she ended up writing that song crazy as hell. And um, I just said yesterday, like, it's crazy how stuff fall into place. Because now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, yeah, that kind of was an introduction of saying like, all right, y'all, this is what I'm about to do. And I didn't I didn't even know that that's what I was doing at the time. You know what I mean? But I'm like, you know, I can't keep going back and forth from R&B to hip hop to R&B to hip hop. So I'm like, you know, fuck it. Let's let's make this transition. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. Uh, so I, I want to ask you something like just more like on a creative side, because I'm just curious to know. And I know, uh, especially especially in R&B music, like people tend to have a lot of songwriters, but I know you write a lot of your shit. And just coming to find out, I know Azella wrote that song. So like a question pertaining to that specifically, like when someone does write something for you, right, how do you like allow yourself to attach yourself to that work of art? and make it come across as if it was your own like like how do you do that that's a good question um the soul ties is the very first time i've ever let anybody write a song for me right so i think when it came to that it was easier because i i let her know like all right this is what i wanted to be about um so i feel like if anybody was to bring a song to me today or tomorrow and it was just like something that i could relate to i can kind of feed off of that and depending on whether or not if I could tweak it myself, then I'd be like, okay, like maybe this is something I could work with. But as of right now, since Soul Size is the only song I've ever had that I didn't write, um, it was easier to kind of grasp that because she knowing who I am and what I've been through, she could take all of that and write it from my perspective, which was crazy as hell to me because I'm like, yo, this really sound like I wrote it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, it's me being a music fan, an avid music listener. Like, I, I, you know, we all listen to music and we'd be like, oh, I, I feel that shit on a deep level. But then the person that's performing it may have no attachment to anything yeah. that, that they're saying on record. And, you know, generally we like authenticity from our artists. And, you know, the closer whatever it is that they're saying is to their personal life, the more we like the person. So I was just curious to know, how do you, like, come across as, you know, like, this, this is something close to me in my personal life if somebody else wrote it like how do you pull that out of yourself to make it seem as authentic as it is on record Hmm, that's a good question because honestly if i didn't feel like i had a story to attach it to i probably wouldn't take the song gotcha then like i would feel like 
um, selling the skin, literally. Like, you know, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm lying to y'all. Like, this is not shit that I've been through. And, you know, you can write fictional songs and stuff like this. Of course. Because you want to tell a story. But I feel like even when you write stories, it's still attached to something you went through in life. So I feel like, honestly, if I couldn't attach a piece of myself to a song, I wouldn't probably sing it or anything like that. I wouldn't perform it. Hmm. Unless they like, yo, this joke won't be a hit, then I find a way. Okay, okay. So so did you feel like like your creative process is that exactly? Just having things that you went through, like that's the basis of which your creative process stems from? Mostly, yeah, is things that I went through, stories that I want to tell, um, places that places where I want to be in life. So sometimes I'll write songs from a place of like, okay, I'm manifesting this into my life. This is what I want in my life. This is how I want my life to be. Um, and that's more so like where the more up-paced songs come from, the more fast-paced songs come from. Right. Like, like really talking like heavy or like, you know, spitting some shit like that. But yeah, more so, yeah. Ma, you got you got any questions or any follow ups for that? Um, no, not at the moment. Okay, okay, all right, man. Well, let, let's get let's get into some fun shit. Let's get into some fun okay. shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm I'm curious to know like some of some of your influences, like who influenced you to one start music, mm-hmm. and two who influenced you to follow the creative path that you followed thus far. Okay, so I'm going to say growing up, I used to watch, I grew up in a very like musical home. So like my mom played a lot of shit from like Usher, of course, MC Light, Prince, a little Michael Jackson, um, Tina Marie, Sheila E, shit like that. Like just a bunch of different musical people. So I think that, honestly, I would say I never really noticed it, but I, I think I would say from a performance aspect, I feel like seeing Usher do his thing, I was like, yo, that's fire as shit. Like, you know, like, if I could do some shit like that, like, that would be crazy. So I should have go, man. Absolutely. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, from a performance aspect, I would say him. And then, like, you know, um, my overall inspiration in music, I would have to say is Prince. Because, like, this the, the real goat music, for sure, the way he writes music, <laughs> Like, this is going to play so many instruments. He sung all his background vocals, which was, yes, like, he a did. Real rare thing back in the day. So I'm just like, damn, like, you know, he's a monster when it comes to music. So I think, overall, he's my inspiration. And I, you know, I've heard a lot of his music. And honestly, I got into music from somebody, like, throwing me on a song in high school. And then from there, like, once I got a little taste of it, I just kind of just kept going. Like, when I first started writing music, I was writing, like, three songs a day. Not saying the day was good, but I was writing like three <laughs> songs a day. Like, I get you know, it. I was on <laughs> it. So I think, you know, overall that kind of kept me going. Because I didn't really start getting out there until like about 2018, put myself out there as an artist. Yeah, but your growth has been like crazy though crazy. from from then to now. Like, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the at, at least the music, just talking about that specifically, like just the growth from when you started to now and it's like fucking night and day you know what i mean and then you know not to mention the social media following everybody love feel yeah like (laughs) (laughs) i would like to hope so i don't know i don't be feeling like that sometimes why why you say that people are weird as (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't explain it. It's, I done had some experiences, man. That's all I can say. I understand. I get yeah, it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely understand. Go ahead, Maya. My, my bad. Oh, you're good. Um, I was just going to say my question for you is like knowing that um, the music industry is hard and it can be cause a lot of, you know, mental health, self-care. Like what are ways that you do for yourself to kind of keep you pushing and keep you going? Because you could have rough days, could have hard days. There's writer's block. There things might not go as planned when you're doing like video production. So like what normally keeps like Philly Avid going and saying, no, this is what I want to do, even on the days where you feel like you want to give up? I would say I suck at giving myself a break. I can honestly say that, like, um, I think I don't even give myself room to even have a thought like that because, like, I may feel discouraged, but at heart, I'm truthfully a workaholic. And I think y'all could probably see that. So, like, even though, like, I'm not getting hella rich from music or anything like that, just from this being what I love to do, I could constantly keep going, right? But then as far as the mental health aspect, it it can cause burnout. Mm. Um, me and Zell's collectively came together and we was like, you know, we gonna drop the project. If it do crazy numbers, then we gonna go right back in on the constant. We gonna do what we need to do to push it. But honestly, the goal was to drop this project and to take a break and to, to hide away, to, to just, we see y'all in a couple months, you know what I mean? Right. So I think, you know, just now we're realizing that um, we got to give ourselves a break. And on the days where I feel like I want to give up, I, I'll say this, I'll, I'll tell people like, y'all quit music, I'm not doing music no more. They'd be like, all right, man, that's a shame. And then the next day I find myself <laughs> writing this poem. So I don't even take myself seriously no more when I say I'm quitting, even if I'm having a shitty day. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I think I could speak on that like a little bit too, like even with just doing the podcast, like, at least recently, like I've been like kind of in like this little this this rut. It's like, damn, like I'm like pushing back timelines, I'm pushing back release dates, all types of shit. I'm, I'm on my Kanye down this shit right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and you know, like just trying to find creativity and just to finding the energy to talk to people and do it on camera or just do it in general. It's like it gets tiring after a while, but you know, having having the idea or the 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 passion to just want to keep doing it and just having that objective like all right i know where i want to get to with this like this this specific thing i gotta put in the work i gotta keep at it i gotta keep my foot on the gas so at least that's for me like how i stay grounded and and keep myself going with it when i get tired and get exhausted mentally physically and emotionally and all that shit that that's the, the like that's like the the one or two things that I just try to hold on to to keep me you know going through this process. I definitely agree on that. I think in order to keep going, you got to remember your end goal. Mm-hmm. Got to have an end goal, and you got to remember it because if you forget it, and it's easy to forget when you get caught up with you know yeah. everything you got to go through. So, yeah. How about you, Maya? What keep you going? <laughs> um I like to journal I like to write my thoughts out I feel like sometimes stuff just gets too cluttered in my head and when it gets too cluttered like I overwhelm myself because it's just so much so I like to just give myself time to sit down and kind of like 
journal i also got back into reading so maybe i'll read like a motivational quote or something or the bible i also go to the bible um and also like just gospel music because it can be uplifting um but those are like kind of like my three ways that i kind of keep pushing and keep going and just remind myself not to overwhelm myself or overthink because i do that a lot too Oof, that overthink <laughs> terrible overthinker yo <laughs> oh, right. terrible. So, i'll be trying but it, it never works but we're gonna get there it takes time gonna get there so i want to ask y'all a question so do y'all feel like mental health is something that y'all paid like close attention to like just recently or is this something that y'all like paid attention to for a while and if so like how has it affected y'all going through everyday life that's a that's a deep question um i feel like for me i feel like i've always paid attention to my mental health i think is whether i was going to do something about it like for me um I would say like pre-pandemic like my mental health was on a down low but I never like did anything about it because I just was in a bad place mentally but after the pandemic when I had time to like reflect and be stuck in the house like everybody else um I've actually paid more attention which is like what helped me like learn how to start not learn how to read like what what am I saying? Um, <laughs> um, but which kind of helped me like get in back into the habit of actually reading and like enjoying it and not feeling like when you read it's like homework and journaling and stuff like that. Um, but I will say the consistency of paying attention to mental health could get hard when like life starts to get busy and there's a lot going on. But I think just giving yourself patience and like grace and knowing that you're not perfect, but you know, you're gonna have some time, but just making sure you never get too low with mental health. I guess that's just kind of how I kind of continue and how it's easy for me. Like, just remembering, like, I can take a break. And if I like, even if I have like an assignment due, I'll be like, can I like, does my mental health have the capacity to do this or am I trying to force it? Um, and if I feel like I'm forcing it, I will force myself to take a break and do something that I like. I would never do that before an assignment is actually like on a due date because obviously that's not good. But like if I have time before something is due or if I put like a time on myself for something that's due, if I feel like I can give myself time to just take a step back and just do what I like to do, then I do that. I know when I was in my undergrad, I used to take like self-care trips with one of my good college friends. And some days we, this is like a disclaimer, but I'm out of undergrad, I'm in grad school now, but some days we would actually skip classes for like a self-care day because it's just really, really needed. And in college, like, unless you take your days, you're never going to get it. So sometimes I try to do that now. Of course, in grad school, never going to skip a class, not that type of party, but if I do need to take a self-care day outside of classes, I definitely would if it's needed. That was great. Thank you. Got to back me up. That was great. How about you, Evan? Um, I would say for myself, I feel like when I was, I felt like I dealt with mental health, you know, challenges my whole life, um, especially when it came to approaching the teenage years, and then in my adult years, I've kind of started to get the hang of it once I accepted, okay, 
I deal with depression, I deal with anxiety. Now, how can I cope with it in a healthy way? Mm-hmm. So, um, just to piggyback off what Maya was saying, the consistency of keeping up with it is very important because um, you can get busy and you can kind of forget, or, you know, it just fall, it goes to the back burner, you know what I mean? So, Sometimes I know I have to stop and ask myself, like, you know, am I really okay? Am I really happy today? Or am I smiling because I'm supposed to smile? Because, you know, with being an artist, you don't want to look like a Debbie Downer. You don't want to look sad all the time. So it's like, okay, like, am I actually smiling because I'm happy? Or am I smiling because, you know, I'm doing an interview or I'm talking to somebody? Like, you know what I mean? So definitely got to just stop and ask, like, okay, like, am I really happy? Am I, like, one with myself right now? Am I battling something? Do I need to, like, stop and recenter for a second? Do I need to give myself a day, just like how Maya said? Um, and, yeah, so, man, it's, it's it's one hell of a thing to, to, to get a hold of, though. But once you get the hang of it, you know, you can get through it. Right. So, okay. So, like, I want to ask you specifically, like, and mm-hmm. I, I, and I, the reason I'm asking this question is because, like, I don't know if, like, this is one and the same or, is, or if it's two different, like, two, two different fights that you got to fight. So, mm-hmm. like, being that, 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 that you do pay a lot of attention to your mental health and, you know, like, how, how you approach taking care of it and making it better and everything like that, would you say that it's separate? like in your in your regular life outside of music and your mental health and music also is that one and the same or is that two different two different mental health fights i definitely think it's one and the same okay Um, just just for me personally i can't speak for any other artists of course but for me personally um this is all i think about doing so when we talk about music and then my personal life is like damn that's kind of like in my personal life too, because that's all I think about. That's all I want to talk about. Well, not all I want to talk about, but you know, that's, it's always on my mind. So I feel like there are some scenarios where they're separate, but then most of the time they are together because, you know, this is what I'm doing all day, every day, 24 seven, working on shit. And of course not giving myself a break, like a, like a crazy person, but (laughs) yeah, some days they're incorporated. Yeah. Uh, and 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 the reason I ask that is because you know like as artists we tend to to say like you know whatever it is that our discipline is like whether it's, it's music or or podcasting or stand up comedy or whatever whatever anybody does like that that's that has an art form like we say that that's like our escape from reality but mm-hmm. what ha- but what happens when the thing that helps you escape from reality also becomes clouded and and uh a uh, 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 weight on, on on your mental health like like how do you escape then if the thing that you would use to escape is also like <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean yeah i agree with you because it it do become like certain times where it's like okay like this shit is stressing me all the way out like you know what i mean and those days i literally do nothing uh turn my phone off or i put it on do not disturb I lay in bed all day, watch a few movies, and just recenter myself as, as best as I can. I'll do that, or I'll either meditate or, you know, try to read a book, try to do something outside of writing a song, listening to beats, listening to any type of music at all, because it all just kind of remind me of, like, the same shit, so. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that, too. I think um, 
for me personally, I think I realized that, um, I think when I was like a freshman or sophomore in undergrad, like my go-to, like back then, like whenever something was wrong with gospel music, and there's like one particular time and like this time frame, the gospel music wasn't working for me. It was not like bringing joy. It was just making me more down than like joy. And I think that was the first time I've ever taken a break from listening to like gospel music purposely because it was becoming more of a trigger than like something that could bring me hope and things like that. And I think also I was raised where like gospel music is the music you go to when you're down. Like I've never really like grew up with the idea like you can just listen to gospel music 24-7 unless like you're cleaning on a Sunday morning or you go to church. But other than that, it was something to go to when like you needed like an uplifter. But when I took my break from gospel music, I started to like do other things. And then I started to find like actual gospel songs where it didn't feel like I had to listen to it because I was down, but I just was listening to it because it was a good vibe. It made me like think again and become more hopeful. hopeful. So I think at times like that, like when you feel like, dang, like this is my go-to, but like I can't go to it no more because it's not helping me. I think it's okay to take a break. I feel like sometimes when you always go to the same thing over and over again, you feel like if I don't have this, what else can I do? But in that process, when you take a step back, you realize, there's other stuff that you can do, which is whether if you want to take the time to learn to do something else that can help you, or if you want to constantly continue to do something over and over again. It's kind of like with life, like if you do the same thing over and over again, like if you go to the movies every Friday, eventually you're going to get bored of going to the movies every Friday, because like now you're used to doing the same thing over and over again. So I think sometimes when it comes to mental health and trying things to help us, like as people, we should kind of get used to trying new things, whether that's a new adventure, hanging out with different people. I think sometimes we're just scared of being uncomfortable with trying, like, something new. But sometimes you have to do that so that your mind can be like, okay, like, this is something new that I can do to help, like, my energy, my spirit, and things like that. I agree 100%. Yeah, man, y'all, <laughs> y'all got this shit, son, like a therapy session. <laughs> Times be hard, I'm telling you. <laughs> nah, they, they do, man. They, I mean, shit, especially now, like, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's so much shit to have anxiety about. Like, it's so much to be, like, scared of, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it, it already was, like, in general, but now, like, you, you fighting shit you can't even see. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's, 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 it's kind of like, well, how, how do you say, how do you, like, how do you stay sane in an unsane environment? Yeah. And I don't have the answer to that question, which is why I'm asking you. <laughs> oh, that's a question. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's it's kind of it was kind of rhetorical, but if y'all want to answer it or try to answer it, I could try to answer it. I feel like I feel like that specifically the only way to navigate through today's type of situation is to literally not create a fantasy world in your head, but create a reality that's okay for you. Um just try to digest everything as best as you can. Like, okay, we're in a pandemic. Okay, there's a virus running around. Okay, they're forcing us to get vaccinated. Okay, this is happening. But what in my personal life can I look at to be appreciative of? What still makes me happy every day? Because, you know, 
I mean, everything is not up in flames, thank God, you know, who knows what the hell is going to happen, but everything is not up in flames, it's not like World War II outside when you walk out the house, it's crazy, but you know, you can still look forward to hopefully waking up every day, which is a blessing, the sun is being out, you know, you get to cook your favorite foods and shit like that, so it's all about, to me, really creating your own bubble and not letting any of that penetrate it in a way that's like going to get inside your space. I agree. I 100% agree with that. Do you have like a, like an answer to that question, Maya, or or no? Um, I kind of I agree with like almost everything that um Avid said, but I also feel like you know disagreeing with him that sometimes kind of what you say to yourself, like what you view in situations, can also like determine how like you live in the same a same world that's really like insanity right now. Um, I know for me, like, one of the things that helped me to kind of take me away from the everyday world is just I'd, like, write affirmations, and I put them on my wall. Like, that's something I do every day, because, you know, it's, like, me just looking at my life, like, no, not the outside world, not, like, what my work is, school is, like, what is going on in the news. Like, I literally just write affirmations for me, and it just kind of gets me started on my day because then at that point, I'm not thinking of anything else. I'm just reminded of what I told myself that morning and I kind of go based off that. And it kind of reads the rest of my energy for the rest of the day. I feel like when we live in a crazy world and there's so much going around, like our focus is just on that. But we kind of forget to focus on like kind of what Abba said, like what makes us happy? What is our reality? Like what can we do type of thing? So I know for me, you know, writing affirmations to myself helps me remember like, you know, I'm living in this crazy world, but at the end of the day, like, I have to live every day to the best that I want it to be, because at the end of the day, this is, like, my life. There's other people in it, but this is the life that I want for myself, and I'm not living to make other people happy. I'm living to make myself happy and to live the life that's for me, and so writing affirmations gives me that reminder, because sometimes with a lot of craziness going in the world, you know, there might be one person that's really don't want to get a vaccine, but then somebody else is getting the vaccine. So then they're trying to piggyback off of, you know, somebody else's life and what they're doing and not mm-hmm. focusing on like what they really want. So for me, you know, affirmations help me remind myself, like, you know, I live in this life. There's other people, not to say I'm forgetting other people, but to also remind myself that you're not living for other people, you're living for yourself. So Although all the craziness on the TV and the world, like, you got to remember that, you know, this is, like, your world and we got to live every day to the fullest because, you know, that's how we have to live every day for ourselves. And you want to be happy when you come back home and you're trying to relax. You want to reflect on your day and be like, you know, I really, you know, enjoyed my day today. Not coming back and be like, you see what's on the news today? You see all this craziness going on? Because then, mm-hmm. you know, you start, you had a great day and then you come back to your room thinking about all the craziness around you when you can just be focused on you and some people can say it's selfish but it's not selfish it's more protecting your mental state because it's okay to worry about what's going on in life but also again what Ava said being appreciative for what you have and for what's in front of you mm-hmm. yeah I mean I don't know like it, it, it sounds pretty simple like it really does mm-hmm. but I also know that it's not as simple as we're making it sound <laughs> Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. It takes time. It definitely takes time. Like, it takes time to kind of, like, 
train your mind to think that way because again there's so much happening all at once like you know first there was a pandemic now there's this new delta variant coming out like it really is kind of hard to do that but I think it just takes practice like for me I just write my affirmations I put them on a wall and I don't take the affirmations down until I truly believe them at first I used to just write the affirmations down have them up for the day and then throw them out but then the next day I still didn't feel what I said to myself the day before but now that I wait until I actually really feel it, it makes me feel a little better because it's like I am proving to myself that I'm still working on the same affirmation and not faking myself by saying like, oh, I got this on the first day. It takes time, but it's just, again, it's the consistency. Like mental health is just being consistent and it's not hard. It's not easy at all. But, you know, if you want to continue to better yourself, you got to work hard for, you know, what you want for you, which is kind of like what we do with life, you know, even mm-hmm. with Avid as an artist, like, if you really want it, you got to work hard every day. That doesn't mean, like, the process is going to be the easiest, but it's something you really want to go for. I feel like it's the same thing with mental health, but the community as a whole doesn't look at mental health like that. Sometimes we look at mental health like we can ignore it, and we can't do that. But it's just how the community views things. So, you know, it kind of is insane, like instilled in us that we can't better ourselves sometimes, but it's not. Mm-hmm. easy shoot I wish I could wake up every day just being like life is great you <laughs> know I don't have to worry about this pandemic I don't gotta worry about people like I wish I could just wake up every day without a fear or worry but I think it just takes you know consistency to really get yourself to be like you know this is happening in life but it doesn't have to consume the way I go about every day absolutely Okay, so, <laughs> so okay, so like I I, ha- I have like like a statement and a question. So I think my statement is so like like what you just said, my like you wish you could just wake up every day and have no worry in the world for the most part, right? When we look at people who we believe like like do that people who got a lot of money they don't got to worry about shit they can buy whatever they want they can go wherever the fuck they want to go like things like that even them even those people like they don't achieve the level of happiness and freedom or mental freedom that you're talking about so my question to both of you is what do you think at least for y'all specifically because i know you can't answer for for the the other seven billion people in the world but y'all too specifically, like, what do y'all think that y'all would have to do as of right now to achieve or at least get close to that mental freedom that Maya was talking about? Mm. You want you want me to go first? You I did. Who, first whoever who, whoever wants to go first, Avi <laughs> can take it first. Okay. Okay. Um, I know for me to achieve that type of mental freedom, I need to be on social media as least as possible. I agree. Um, I need to be away from social media at least as possible. I don't watch the news, which probably is going to sound crazy to a lot of people, but I don't watch the news. Um, I watch that shit, and all it does is make you depressed. You find out people dying, and it's like you know, you know that these things are happening, but you don't want it to be thrown in your face every single day. Mm-hmm. So I don't watch the news. I stay away from social media as best as possible. Honestly, that in itself is a is a hard thing to do because. We all kind of got a small addiction to it. Right. So um, the thing that helped me step away from that, which I'll share with everybody else, is literally to just turn your notifications for it off. 
because if it don't ring and it don't pop up, you won't click on it unless you think about it. And if you're busy, you won't even think about going on there. So um, those two things. And then just trying to remember, like, you know, I'm here for some type of purpose. And that purpose is not to be sad or depressed or to be worried about the next person or um, to not appreciate myself. So I just think those three things for me, the, those three things I could think of right now. Okay. Those are solid ones. Ones I could relate to a lot. Maya? Um, I guess for me, my first one, which is the hardest one, <laughs> <laughs> um, to kind of conquer is just, um, just, you know, reading the Bible, reading the Word, I guess. Because um, during the pandemic, I kind of, like, restarted reading the Bible. Um, and I started to realize, like, a lot of stuff that I was reading in there, it kind of replicates what's happening now. And um, just to kind of see that, you know, in the book of the word and kind of just hear different things from God, um, it kind of was making me think, like, you know, if this happened, you know, as it says that God puts out there, then if it's happening now, like, I could get through it. I feel like it gives me that hope. Um, but it's hard because, you know, the consistency of the reading every day is kind of, it's kind of difficult, but, um, also social media, I kind of, I don't have my notifications for it on at all. Um, I started that about a year ago. Um, so when I'm on it, it's really just because, you know, I just want to pop in, but then I get so bored easily with social media now. It's like, you know, if it wasn't a necessity with, how technology is going, I don't even think I would have a social media anymore. I think I would delete it completely. Um, but again, when it comes to, you know, promoting different things, um, supporting, you know, your peers, you know, now it's like, you know, the way to support your friends and stuff is kind of through social media for whatever the case may be or for what they're doing. But um, if technology wasn't as advanced as it is now, I probably wouldn't have social media. Um, so that's the same thing for me. I try to stay off of that. Um, I don't think I have a third one, but if I did, it would probably be writing. Um, I really like to write and sometimes I don't know what I'm writing. I just write and just writing. It just clears my head of a lot of things. It gives me like the mental freedom because I don't write fantasies for myself. I don't believe in writing fantasies. Um, but I do like write things as to like how life could be. I like to reflect on like things that happened in the past, what I would do differently. Kind of like, you know, if I was 10 years old again, like what would I do differently when I was 10 years old? I don't think I was doing that too crazy at 10, but it's just the idea of like thinking back that far. I think that gives me a little, you know, freedom and hope too, because I think sometimes it's good to look in the past and see how far I've came. So I think that gives me freedom too. Because, you know, the world is crazy. It seems crazier now, but I think it was just as crazy back then. It's just we were younger (laughs) and, you know, um, we were younger and, you know, you know, growing up when you're young, you know, you don't really understand everything. Um, So but as you grow older, you start to understand more. So you like feel like everything's hitting you all at once because you're older. But when I think back to when I was like 10 or 11, there was diseases out back then. There was a lot of Mm -hmm. medical stuff back then, too. Um, there's a lot of different things with, you know, technology and medicine. Obviously, 10 years later, technology and medicine is more advanced than it was back then, but still all the same craziness, um, even with politics, you know, 
um, gun violence that happens all the time. Like, it was just all just as, you know, bad back then as it is now. Um, but again, the more you get older, the more you realize more, you know more. So it's, you feel like it's all hitting you. Like, dang, like, all of this is happening. But for me, when I do writing, and I think back to when I was like 10, 12, 13, I can still remember hearing stories on the news about, you know, a bunch of crazy stuff happening. It's just at that age, you know, you don't really keep it on your heart because you're so young. A young person is really not going to keep all that, you know, trauma on them unless it happens mm-hmm. to them, like, personally. But as you get older, you know, you feel you feel it in your spirit that it's happening to you personally because you're seeing it all the time and you understand mm-hmm. it. But as a young child, you know, you're worried about playing on the park, playing on the playground. Like, you may see it on the news and you're like, oh, that's sad. But then, you know, the next day you're playing on that park, you're not even thinking about, like, what you saw on the news yesterday. But as you get older, it stays with you. So I think for me, reflecting on when I was younger, I realized, like, you know, everything that's happening now happened back then. It's just now I'm older. So Mm -hmm. instead of me having that young spirited where I can get rid of it easily because I'm, like, playing on the playground, playing on the park or whatever, I realize it stays in me longer because I'm older and I truly understand what's going on. So now my emotions are being attached to what's happening when I'm older. But as a kid, you know, it's kind of hard for your emotions to be truly attached to it unless, again, it personally happens to you as a kid. It's it's a traumatic experience, which is completely different. But other than that, it's still the same thing. You want to know something, though? Can I piggyback off of that? You said, Maya Maya said something about stuff staying with you, and that's, that in itself is something I learned in uh, mental health. Like, you know, just for example, if somebody that we care about and love, like, do us wrong, it's easy for us to just say, you know, like, fuck them, you know, like, that shit ain't bothering me, but in reality, it it adds another notch, and you never kind of forget it, it just sits in your subconscious, and it does stay with you, and I feel like um, the more I paid attention to that, I feel like, you know, shit that did happen as a kid, whether it just happened to me personally, or if it was something I heard about, I feel like that still stayed with me all the way up into my adult years, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, so um, I want to I want to go back to a point that Maya said. Um, I be, I believe you said you know like when you was a kid, like you was just worried about like playing on the playground, like you ain't, <laughs> like, you ain't like you ain't really care about like what was like what was going on mm-hmm. out like in the world around you. But now that we're older, we have like different perspectives. We had different life experiences to to make us connect to whatever major event is going on in the world around us, right? right? Um my question to both of you and you can ask this to me as well is like, like what's the balance between noticing what's going on and kind of ignoring it a little bit and going to your 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 safe space to you know like and and just kind of like not staying away like like how you said you know what's going on but you're not watching the news right mm-hmm. but, but the fact that you know what's going on and you want to do something about it to change it like what's the balance for y'all specifically between like going to your safe space and not really worried about what's going on in the outside world versus like trying to make a difference with those problems that's going on any way that you can what's the balance Ooh, it's it's hard to balance that because it's like um when you think about stuff like that like if you if you see a problem that's like worldwide right right 
and you want to do something about it, it's hard to ignore that and say, like, you know, I'm going to go to my safe space because now you feel like you're, you have to do something about it. You know what I mean? Of course. So I feel like in certain cases where you can balance it, it's like, okay, I understand this is going on, but like Maya said before, it's like, I can't let it consume my every thought. I can't let it consume, you know, my entire life because some, some things you just cannot change on your own. And I think that's hard for a lot of people to accept. And I know that's something that I had to accept too. Um, How about you, Maya? I think for me with balancing, it's the idea of knowing how much you can handle um, and knowing like your mental space because there's a lot of things that happens, a lot of things you want to do about it. But if you personally don't have the mental capacity to move through, it's obviously going to be hard for you to focus on, you know, the goal at hand because now your mental capacity is taking over. Um, so I think when it, again, it's hard, but I think when it comes to balance, sometimes as people, especially with all the stuff that we're seeing in the world and on the news, um, we always want to help. We always want to do something and we do want to make change. But it's the idea of we didn't, we didn't forget that mental health piece. It's good to make change. It's good to do things. Um, but in order to be a good leader and to make change, you have to make sure you have the mental capacity to take on what's going to come at you. Um, because, you know, making change and doing different things, especially um, just for the Black community in general, it's not going to work overnight. And so it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of uh a lot of teamwork, you know, I think that's also another thing, you know, finding people that's willing to go after the same goal as you and you're able to work together. So I think for me, the best way I balance is just knowing my mental capacity. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of things that I would like to change. And if I could just snap my finger and do it, I would. Um, but if your mental capacity is not where it should be when you're trying to tackle these things, everything that's going to come back with it is going to be so much harder um, because, again, especially for the Black community, it's, it's harder to, you know, get some things done just because mm -hmm. of a lot of things that we have to go through. So if you're not ready for the fight back that's going to come with the changes that you want to make for the community, then um, it's not going to be good. So it's just balancing. And even if it's just taking it a step at a time where one day you you just give back and like give a donation to something that's still that's still you doing something. I think sometimes there's a lot of pressure to do so much in so little time, which is not possible. It takes a lot of time to do a lot of things. Even if we look back at our ancestors and what they've done, it took a really long time for them for us to even get to where we are now. So I think you know sometimes in our generation we want to do a little thing things quicker. But we mm -hmm. forget that it definitely does take time to even just be seen, to be heard, and then to make change. It's a process. It's not just, you know, we're already seen, we're already heard. Like, we have to go through so many steps, especially with the politics and just everything that's in the system. The system is terrible, especially when it comes to the Black community um, and minorities in general. So I just think that having that, you know, that thought process into mental health, like, how much can I really take on? Um because I know for me, I used to be that type of person that when I was younger, I used to just think I could jump out there and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is my plan. Like, this is how I want to help. And then, you know, I would start getting the feedback and the fight back 
And I realized that I wasn't strong enough, of course, on my own to do it. So I think my balance is, you know, if I see something, I know I want to make change, but instead of just jumping in and jumping forward, I try to take little steps and what my mental capacity can handle. Because um, another thing is, you know, we see something on the news one day, we see the same thing the next day. So that's more mental capacity added on to the mental capacity you're already trying to work on. Um, especially depending on what's happening in the world. So I think for me, the balance is knowing my limits and knowing what I can handle and what I can't. This is sounding like, um, I don't don't think it was the most recent episode. I think it was like the the episode before of Grownish. When they... um, when when the uh the, the the guy had got had got killed the black guy got killed by the cops and and Doug was trying to throw the party and everybody was like why the hell are you trying to throw a party at a time like this like you're not posted nothing or nothing he was like I just like I don't want to keep consuming myself with all of this trauma like and and they they, they was like questioning his 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 uh his morals if you will yeah you know that's I, I think that that's like that that reminds me of like what we're talking about right now. Yeah, that does happen. I I think that happened to me before, um, in the community. Um, when um, I think when everything first happened with George Floyd, I didn't post anything at first. I first of all I got off the social media, and I just you know kind of did my own thing. I did some writing. I did some things. I did pray all that other stuff, but I didn't post anything. And I remember getting a lot of questions from people saying, you haven't posted anything, you know, what are you doing, blah, blah. And I I guess I can say, you know, social media plays a part in that, that, you know, sometimes, you know, people are so quick, but I feel like for some people, you got to take a step back because it's not that you don't care. It's not that you don't want to, but you just got to take a step back and kind of consume really on your own time and what just really happened. Um, and I think a lot of times also with, I, I know for me personally, um, whenever stuff like that happens, I quickly think about my family. I quickly think about my friends and I also think about myself. So it's like, I'm thinking about, you know, what happened on the news, what happened to this person, particularly and why they're on the news. But then I'm also thinking like, dang, that could have been my mom. That could have been like my best friend. That could have been my sister. That could have even been me. And so I think sometimes, you know, we all are going through the same thing. We're all going through the same trauma, but we all handle it differently. But I think the community as a whole wants us all to handle it the same way. But Mm -hmm. that's not how it should be. We should all have our individual time to kind of handle situations. And eventually, you know, I did do my part. And, you know, I sent my condolences, you know, social media, online about that whole situation. But I will say when stuff first happens, the community as a whole expects everyone to handle it the same way, whether that's protesting, whether that's social media, but the reality is everybody doesn't handle trauma the same way. But I think sometimes, you know, we want to come together so quickly that we forget that we're even hurting each other by trying to force everyone to handle situations the same way. I agree. Yeah, we... (laughs) We we went from music to 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 some deep shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, I, yo, y'all feel like we need to lighten the mood up a little bit. We can. I'm I'm cool. Whatever. 
All right, so I'll, I'm going I'm to actually allow y'all to kind of open it up to talk about whatever because I'm, I am I, I don't know where to go from here. It's, you know, it's it, it was a hell of a job what we just did. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to open it up to y'all to, to talk about whatever it is that y'all want to talk about, anything y'all want to promote, get off y'all chest, whatever. Um, well, something I need to get off my chest is the fact that I need a piece of cheesecake right now. But you know that's that's nothing serious. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Same ain't nothing wrong with the cheesecake, man. Nothing wrong with the cheesecake. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. I just just go going back to that conversation, like. Mm-hmm. I um for for me personally, like I I'm not a big uh like 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 a like a big poster of things when it comes to shit like that because at least for me I'm just I I, I don't tend to have the mental capacity to deal with that shit because I'm seeing it all up and down the timeline all day every fucking day mm-hmm. like even with um. Like, like, even with with Haiti just having the earthquake, like, I mean, I made a little post, like, but even even that, like, yeah, pray pray for Haiti, man. Uh, like, even even that is just like, what the fuck? Like, how many times can Haiti go through some shit like that, like, or or anything like that 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 resembles something like that? Like, it's it it just becomes exhausting after a while, but people take t- take your exhaustion of it as you don't care and then that's yeah. like even more fucking exhausting like because then you got to explain like no i'm not I, it's not that i don't care i'm just tired of seeing this shit and they be like but you yeah. should still do something shut the fuck up how about that like <laughs> no i agree because it's it's crazy because it's like i feel as though like maya said people expect for everybody to handle it the same but then like it's it's like okay, what if I want to speak up? But then I know for me, especially when like the George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter shit was going, it's like yo, like I feel entitled to say something. But then like, what if I say some shit and I say it wrong? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's a lot of anxiety that I know for me personally because it's like you know you want to speak up, you want to bring awareness, but you also want to do it in your own time after you digest the entire situation yourself. Right. It's, it's a lot. It's it's a it's a heavy burden for us to carry. Um, it's especially as, as as young people. I mean, shit. Like we, well, me, me and Maya, like coming out of school, like we, you know, we 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 thought like, all right, you know, these are supposed to be the best years of our life. At least that's what they, you know, fucking told us. They scammed us, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like they tell us, like this is supposed to be the best years of our lives. You know I'm saying we 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 got so much to look forward to, coming out of school or you know being in school. Like enjoy these years, like and all this shit. And then coming out, you expect one thing. You know you've been hearing all your fucking life, twenty something years, and to fucking shell shock. Like can't go outside. Outside is bad. Like you don't, you can't be around niggas. Like. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, and people can't get jobs still to this day, like yeah. for a multitude of reasons that we can or cannot get into if y'all choose to. But yeah, it is is a whole lot of shit, and like 
at, at least for us being being young adults, like I mean we I mean we know some shit, but mm-hmm. we don't know shit. <laughs> like like we don't really know how to navigate through life, like for real, like. Like we, we we can't go fill out no fucking bank loan right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I definitely feel you in that type of time, but I do feel like I feel like I don't know. I I honestly feel like a lot of people in this generation, because of this day and time, and uh, the pressure of society making us feel like we need to have everything figured out by the time you turn eighteen. I feel like a it's lot bullshit. of bullshit. Is it is bullshit? I feel like you know that put a lot of unnecessary pressure because it's like you know. Y'all to like your parents put pressure to get this done by this age, and then you see shit on social media like, oh, if you're not a millionaire by 22, you're a bum, and it's like, what the fuck, like, like you know what I mean? Like, I'm just in the beginning stages of adulthood, right? And I just feel like don't nobody give us time to like figure shit out. Everything got to be done, and it has to be done great, or if it's not done great, it's trash. Microwave society. Mm Hmm. Microwave success. There you go. Uh, listen, man. I, I I don't know. Like I, like even like even though I realize how bullshit it is, it's still it's still moments in time where it's like that shit kind of like it, it gets it, you. Yeah, it, it becomes overwhelming. Like 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 for instance, and and I'm I'm pretty sure you can attest to this doing what you do as far as music. Like it's like I'm pretty sure it's so many fucking people that you look at, and they might be younger than you or a little bit older than you, same age or whatever the case may be. And they they really not that good, but mm-hmm. they blew the fuck up. They got money. They going different places. They around all these fucking people. Like, but you like, damn. But I'm way better than this person or whatever. Like, why the fuck am mm-hmm. I not there? Why am I not on that level of success? And yeah. and again, like you know, to each his own. Like, if 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 you make it, the whole goal was to, is to make it. To a better right. place than we are now. So hats off to them people, regardless of how right. the fuck they got there or whatever skill level they had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. you know, you know, it, it's I definitely you, you, you compare. You yeah. but you compare yeah. yourself like you you do what you do yeah. and you feel like you better than the motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you on that. I I used to do that until like you know, I think when when comparing yourself to other people, you really gotta understand it from the aspect of. Um, the shit that people allow you to see is more so a highlight reel than it is their actual life. For sure. So, in reality, you know, some of these artists may have blown up before me, but I can honestly tell you I've never bought streams a day in my life. Gotcha. I can tell you I've never bought followers. I can tell you I've never faked anything I've ever told anyone, whether if I knew my sound beforehand or if I just figured out my sound now. So, you know, it just goes hand in hand of understanding, like, you know, you might be up there now and you might be up there later too. But I know when I get there, my shit won't be solidified. It's going to be solid. It's not going to be something I had to gimmick my, my way into. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. It's kind of like, you know, you might not have the nicest car or whatever the case may be. And you see somebody on Instagram driving a 2021, but little do you know, they check engine light on, they pay in the car note that's too fucking high. They still probably stay with their parents or some shit like that. Like, people get shit in different ways, but they only make it seem like, yo, I'm the shit. Like, you know what I mean? So you just mm-hmm. got to understand it from a real aspect. Right. No, Maya, you want to say anything? No, I was just, like, agreeing with everything. But I do I do feel like there, there is, like, always, like, 
a rush. Um, I think, like, from my perspective of just being a student, like, I think that, like, with a bachelor's, that just automatically means you got this $100,000 be my stipend salary job. And all yeah. and I think, that could be further know, from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think just depending on, of course, like, what program you're in and what you're doing, I feel like time has changed from back then because, you know, back then, a couple years ago, you can get a good paying job with a bachelor's. But now you got to go to get more school. Like now some jobs won't even accept you with a bachelor's unless you have a master's. And, you know, a lot of, not a lot of people can, you know, afford to go back to get a master's, um, mm-hmm. especially with, you know, the system. Um, when you go for your master's, you don't really get a lot of, you know, help with financial aid wise. Um, depending on where you are because it's like once you're in grad school you on your own you know they help you through undergrad but the grad school company like oh you gotta pay all this out of pocket or you gotta find loans or whatever the case may be it's not really as much help and I think just by being a student it's already a lot of pressure for a student to go to school and I believe college is not for everybody um the society you know it's good to push education but a four-year institution might not be for everybody people can make it different ways and I think you know, sometimes it's just hard for people to see also that people can make it without going to school. I think that's also something that's just heavily big. Like, right after high school, you should just go straight to school. But I know a lot of people who are doing well right now, they might not be where exactly they want to be, but they're definitely being the statistics of you got to go straight to school after high school because they're doing good. They're, you know, they're doing stuff that they love, you know, making money through what they love. But I feel like just as a student point of view that, you know, you can't just get a bachelor's and come out and, you know, really get a good paying job. I mean, it'll pay the bills, um, but, you know, you might still have to take some years and some time before you can really, you know. And then on top of that, you got to pay loans back. So it's not like you're in a good paying job that you got money for yourself and that's it. Like you got to pay money back to the school that you went to. So I just think that that also has pressure, too, that people think, like, as soon as people come out of college, you know, they just millionaires all of a sudden. They just got all this money all because you have a degree. And the degree says a lot. But with the way that the times is moving and changing, you definitely need something higher nowadays um, before you can actually really start making money. Um, and I know that was, you know, for the case for me, got my bachelor's in social work, but uh, it's hard to sometimes get a good paying job with just a bachelor's in social work. They want you to go back and get your master's. So I know, you know, it's kind of rough. It's kind of hard because people, you know, thinking as soon as you get that degree, you know, you're making a lot of money. And the truth of the matter is you still kind of, you're making more money than if you were in, but, you know, it's still a struggle. So I just think that pressure is just terrible. And the whole idea that by the time you're 25, like, that don't even make no sense because I'm still in school and I'm about right. to be like 25 in two years and I still am trying to figure out life out. So I just think that 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 whole idea of like people are adults when they're 18 just because, you know, the government says you're illegal is crazy because you're still, I think at 18, you're still a kid. You're still kind of learning something. It's still a teenager, at least for me. I, I felt agree. like I was not... I was not equipped. I was not anything at 18. I was still just living life like, you know, <laughs> I'm in my parents' crib. You know, my parents paying all the bills. You know, I got this, I got that, da-da-da. Like, 
I was not an 18 year old thinking like, okay, I'm 18. Let me save for a car. Let me save for yeah. an apartment. Let me like I was not thinking like that at 18. I'm thinking about it now because I'm a little bit more older, and I'm starting to you know actually think, okay, you know, I'm getting up there. But I just think the way the government and everybody puts pressure that when you turn 18. It's like all of a sudden you in your forties and you can just know how to get a job, know how to get a car, yep. know how to like. I just think that's insane because it just it takes time for like all of that to happen. And even with me now being twenty two, I still be like, I'm still a mini adult. Like I'm not even nowhere yeah, near, right. like <laughs> nowhere near at the mindset of I got this. Like I still call my mom for help, call my grandma for help, like. I'm nowhere near at that age where I'm like, I got this. I can get an apartment on my own or I can do this on my own. Like, I still feel like I need guidance from yeah. those uh, Nowhere near that ready <laughs> for life. We, we still at the point where we call our parents and be like, yo, what I'm, what, what I'm supposed to say to these people before I walk in there? Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I got my own place and I still be calling my mom like, yo, like, what I'm supposed to be doing with this girl right here? <laughs> you gotta have lawyers for stuff now like when it comes to signing paperwork you gotta make mm-hmm. sure you know what you're signing like I don't sign nothing without calling my family uh-huh. and plus when you're young they try to jip you they try to say something I know one time for me somebody tried to jip me and this is like you know dealing with like cars for the first time for a time driver someone yeah. tried to jip me and charged me all this money and I was like okay can you give me a second please and I called, I called my grandfather, and I was like, I put him on speaker, and I was like, so, sir, um, can you explain to my grandfather what you just explained to me, because I don't know any of this, and he changed his whole script, like, his entire script, like, he was trying to charge me, like, so much money, which he knew was wrong, and then as soon as I put my grandfather on the phone and put him on speaker, it was like, he was talking to, I don't even know, like, talking to, like, an angel or something, because the whole script changed. And it was just all this other stuff. And I was like, wow. So I'm like, and y'all expect me to notice as soon as I turn 18. But, like, wow. The city is crazy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they out here trying to get us, man. <laughs> it's because we're young. They're, we're young, and they're trying to force us to be young adults, but they're trying to jump us in the process. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All because it says you're 18 and older. No, I man, nope. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> like it's like it's 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 cool to get older, like like that. That should be your goal too, and like like you know, get older, you know, get seasoned a little bit. But like you know, can like can I can I still be like a kid kind of? Like, I'll be 35 still calling my mom. Real, right? Like, listen. <laughs> Thanks. Real, right? <laughs> the older we get, we know a little bit more, but we still don't know. And I feel like the society don't be realizing that. Like, yeah, we I, just don't turn I, 40 overnight. Yeah, I, I don't know what's wrong with these people in charge <laughs> like that. Like, like, like when they... <laughs> When they made the rule, or not not the rule, but the law that that when you eighteen, like you an adult, they, they was dying at thirty. Like, 
Yo, whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, you would have dealt. Your life almost over, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that shit ain't funny, yo. <laughs> Listen, you made the joke, so I wasn't, no, that wasn't the joke. That was it. that was serious. <laughs> that's why people. That's, that's, hey, y'all dying at thirty. That's why people was getting married at sixteen and shit because they had a good five years left. Like, you make them count. Like, fuck. All right, I went off the rails. I don't care though. I don't really care. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you sick? Listen, I I I, t- I told y'all to get some to, to get some stuff off your chest, but I I was I really meant myself. All right. <laughs> I mean, back then stuff wasn't even as expensive either, so it was a lot. Yeah, like a hundred thousand dollars back in eighty five like, was like a million. Like <laughs> fucking like, a hundred thousand dollars now, like ten dollars and fifty two cent. Like <laughs> fucking like, try to buy a house with a hundred thousand dollars. That ain't enough. Like, all right, bro. So, I mean, that's kind of why two people were able to get married quicker, have good paying jobs because stuff was cheap. Like, their, their, their candies used to be like five. Like, what happened to the 25 <laughs> cent bag of chips? Like, what happened to that shit? You're going to Dollar, get you a nice little meal. Like, fucking, it's, you you going to Dollar, they'd be like, no, it's a dollar 25. I'll just turn around and walk out. I don't want to say nothing to the cashier. Like, the sodas used to be like twenty five fifty cent. Like mm-hmm. now you go in there and get a soda, it's almost two dollars. Like why am I paying two dollars for a bottle of soda? Shit, some of them be like two fifty. <laughs> like nobody sure. should ever be paying that much money. Shit, let, let let alone you go to a sporting event or some shit thirteen dollars. Hell, like, get out, get away yep. from me. Like... For a small at that. <laughs> Like, who the fuck do they think we are? Like, like <laughs> they think we rich. That's the thing. I wish we was as rich as they thought. Yeah, I, I got. I got to ask y'all a question now that you mentioned that. Like, dude, I can't be the only one that find this shit weird, and I'm gonna say it on record because I don't feel like enough people say this shit on record. Why do rich people not pay for shit? Like, what's the point of getting rich if you don't gotta buy shit no more? That's a, that's a good question. I don't know. I think a lot of, like, wealthy people are, like, just... I think they stay wealthy off of greed, and I think that's why, you know? No, but, I mean, that's why they sure. got generational wealth and shit like that. Yeah. Um... By being greedy motherfuckers who benefit <laughs> off of like, being the fuck broke. See, like, it's like... I... <laughs> I'm telling you, somebody okay, was sending that's... a mention like, yeah, we're going to start charging them two seventy five for a soda and watch all this money come in. Like, that, like that got to be, like, it got to be illegal if they do that. Like. They probably made the damn law. Yeah, which is crazy. It'd be like, yeah. as soon as you make this, as soon as you make this amount a year, you don't got to pay no taxes or nothing. Like, how slick. Like, yeah, all the people (laughs) that don't make that much money gotta pay all this money back to like, how does that even make any sense? 
Like you, you need to be minding, you be minding your business, man. Like these motherfuckers is uh, like, 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 anybody that got Apple Music, they know what I'm about to say. You be fucking chilling, and then you get that notification minus ten fifty miles. Get the fuck out of here, like quick. Apple will get you quick. <laughs> minus ten fifty. They get man. Sometimes they try to hit you for a quick five dollars. I feel like they be trying to do a quick little draw. Right. Like <laughs> They be fucking bank accounts up. <laughs> like where where does extra twenty five dollars go? Like what, what do I owe y'all twenty five dollars for? Yeah, man, I, I don't know who I don't know who they think we are. What kind of finances we got? Like my man Kevin Hart said, the way my bank account set up, my checkings and my savings ain't got shit in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you finna get from me, yo. Like, I mean, that's America. This is America, man. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just, I, I just, I just wish and hope that, like, we all could just achieve this that 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 level of mental freedom that we talk about. Like, 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 like where where money wasn't like the be all end all or you know things like that, like the the power of the dollar is a real thing. I get it. Everybody need money to live and survive, but the way that shit is set up is is outrageous. Like, yeah. it's set up for us to dance. Yeah, it's it's a lot, man. It's, I mean, it's, it's a lot to unpack, though. I I, th- I think I definitely think is a is a lot to. To, to to talk about with that and and a lot to there's a lot of layers like with that topic but you know, I I don't even want to get into all that you know yeah we gonna be sitting here all night yeah like yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. kind of switch the topic a little bit oh go ahead a little bit it's like it's the hottest month for me as August which means I feel like after August right. And September comes. Next month is January. That's just me. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I feel like once the summer over, what? All of a sudden, it's no real rap. Like, what school you really did you go to? No, no, but if you really think about it, like the fall, like really goes by really quick. It goes by really, really fast. At least to me, I think so. Cause what? Yeah. We're in August now, right? September is going to come, and that's going to swoop by. Cause September is like a mini, like a mini summer, mini fall. Like, cause sometimes it'd be ninety degrees in September, and I'd be like, "Yo, it's fall weather." I'd be let it, let it, let it be ninety degrees but, in September if you <laughs> fucking want to. Let it, let let it be ninety fucking degrees in <laughs> September if you want to. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's like so. My basically what I'm switching is like since you know it seemed like the year soon was about to be coming to the end. Like what shot like yeah end of the year goals or like it's a whole another three months after September. Not like end of the year, but like what do you hope to like? Because I'm telling you, gonna go back quick. What do you hope to get done in the fall? That's I'll say like that. Because fall, September, October, November. So in the next three months, what goals do you have for yourself? Goal setting is really important. It is. August, it really August, is. August about to be over what? We're going to blink tomorrow. It's going to be September 1st. <laughs> I, bet. I bet. Um, I would say for myself, 
um, to really just push the streams on my project as much as possible and to get either one or two visuals out. That's definitely a goal before the end of the year. I feel like every goal I set for this year, I accomplished already. I put out some music. I learned about um, live performance, production, and a lot of other shit like that. So right now, just wrapping up the year strong for real, for real, is the goal. Good goals. Snaps. Snaps for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What's y'all goals? Nick. What? See, never mind. No. We ain't going to settle for the. Oh, no. I can't tell y'all that. You ain't tell us what was on your breakfast. Hey, 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 man. Boy, hey, man. You try to hide all types of shit. You better spit out at least one. Hey, song. hey, man. You got to relax. You got to relax. <laughs> <laughs> you got to relax. Okay. <laughs> what's the what's the exact question? Like, what's your goals for the fall? My goals for the fall? Uh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, I don't really know. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know because I, 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 I cannot explain without you, like. <laughs> I don't really know because the goals I've already had set up until this point are probably going to be those same goals and in some that, capacity. Right? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like but but, but no. <laughs> I mean, give the listeners something like Right. I mean, give us something. You can even me and Maya have been talking about every single thing we got going. <laughs> well, on. well, I, well. To, to be to be fair, y'all are the guests on the Hollow Talk podcast, so they want to hear y'all talk. Mainly, you have it. They want to hear y'all. So, um, I'm just here to ask the questions, but I'll try to answer to the best of my ability. Go ahead, yeah, ask the question because me and Maya want to hear what you got. All right, going okay, on. all right, all right, fine. Ooh, fine. A goal can be reading a book. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, my you know, I, my aspirations are you know, a lot more broad yeah. than that. You know, a lot more wide. You know. Well, let your listeners know, Jetpack mm-hmm. Nick. Y'all, y'all, y'all having fun with this shit, huh? <laughs> okay. All right. I'm gonna remember this one. All right. Man, why you gotta okay. be so sensitive? <laughs> okay. So, so my goals for the fall. Well, okay, so hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we'll have at least half, at least half of the the season done for season three of the Hollow Talk podcast. Hopefully I can get half of the season out by the end of fall. Um, also, also the mixtape, the Hollow Tape, it's coming out very, very soon. I mean, I is is it is it cool if I let them know they're exclusive on this episode pertaining to that? Sure. <laughs> All right. So, so, so the so the, the exclusive news pertaining to the hollow tape on this particular episode is my guy Philly Abbott will be making an appearance on the hollow tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah, on so, the hollow tape. 
Yeah, so you know uh, the the hollow tape definitely that is it's definitely gonna hold it down for the for the you know for the fall. It, it might it might come out you know pretty soon, so it might you know hold it down for the end the the, the end of summer, beginning of fall. You know, that could be a theme song. The hollow tape. <laughs> the hollow tape. The hollow tape. The ha ha ha. All right, and now now we just got a bunch of Quincy Joneses there. All right. <laughs> No, so uh, so so th- those are the two main things. Other than that, um, just just maintaining and 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 building on my 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 personal well being, my mental health, my physical well being. You know, just just taking care of what I could take care of, uh, maintaining my friendships and everything. Well, you know, things like that. There you go. See, look, that's some good shit. You get some snacks. I, I, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to give a shout out to all. My... No, my... <laughs> <laughs> mm. no, yeah. So, yeah, th- th- those are some of my goals, though. I, I think I, I don't. I, 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 I guess when I come back on the podcast and somebody else asks me that, that question or something like that, I'll have some more stuff. But as of right now, that's about it. That's what's up. Snaps. Maya, did did you did you go? <laughs> I feel like you went, but I'm not sure. No, I didn't go. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Speak your piece. Speak, speak your yes, truth. Because you forgot, but speak your truth. <laughs> Ooh, I have a lot of stuff that I want to get done. All right, well, then we'll, we, I don't know how much time we got for for a lot, I'm so not, you might wait, 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 cut that short, baby girl. <laughs> First of all, calm down. <laughs> Calm down, calm down. These are jokes. These are jokes. It's a jokey joke, jokes, 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 jokes. Um, for me, um, I'm a grad student, and so I hope that you know by the fall I have a good GPA rolling. That's that's number one. School comes first. Um, I'm also heavily involved in ministry, so I hope to be um still involved in that and kind of just finding myself in the ministry world out here um and my last one um i don't know by the time this episode come out it'll probably be book but um i'm i'm working on my first book so i hope to start having um some of my promo out by then as well um just starting to kind of like introduce myself who i am and and just be further in the process for my book to release next year those are my fall goals. Oh man, Hello. great goals, great goals, Maya. They are, they definitely are. All right, so let me see. Yeah, y'all got anything else y'all want to talk about? Any, any um, other any other topics? I mean, I can let y'all uh, let y'all in on some exclusive stuff that's coming for the. Oh well, 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 let's go. Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> um, tomorrow. I don't know if y'all know, but me and Zells are going to hop on Instagram live, talk about the ins and outs of the process, the ups and downs, all that shit. So that's um, at six o'clock tomorrow. Um, but we're also going to announce that every day of next week, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're going to go from the top of the track list all the way to the very last song. So every single day, um, I'm going to drop a lyric performance video. So that should be pretty cool. Never really done those before. Yeah, so 
it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. So you know, we're gonna start off pretty modest with fair trade, and then as the songs progress, it's gonna get you know better and better. So that's that's some exclusive shit right there. Every every day from Monday to Friday at seven thirty p.m. It's gonna be up. Ooh, that sounds lit. That sounds lit, bro. See, see, man, you know, like I, I'm, I'm talking to my listeners right now. You know, like that, that, this, this is what happens when you make good connections with people and you stay true to who you are. People show you love with exclusive content. You know what I mean? You know, I'm just, that, 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 that's just, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's yeah. just, that's just my little, you know, my, my, my little, little you know, tidbit. yeah, my, my, my little tidbit, my, my, my little drop, you know. My little... <laughs> no okay so so for the both of you Mm -hmm. can you and and, uh, listen for this is this is for the both of you either one of you can answer first but i want both of you to give me three gems for the Mm -hmm. listeners to take away from this conversation or that they can apply to in their everyday life three gems you can go first this time maya Three gems. Yeah, three gems. <laughs> oh man, that's Rasha Maya. She said what? <laughs> what happened to all them affirmations you got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, actually, those are like my affirmations for myself. Actually, no, um, I mean you can't share them um, with the world. They're like three cents and three words. Um. And I'm not, I'm, no, not today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, dang, I done had something in Nick and I messed my train of thought up. Oh, okay. So my first one would be that you can't receive happiness from anyone else unless you have happiness within yourself. Thanks. Um, my second one. What's my second one? Um, um, Life is all of full of ups and downs, but it's all about your perspective that makes life more positive. Something with the peas with me. And my last one would be that um, self-discipline is key, but don't overstress. If you have a day where you, you're not disciplined and you mess up because life is all about mistakes and learning. It's something about self-discipline. I love that word. <laughs> so big. I love it. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we could tell I, you love it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like those three gems were, they was in for now, but I'll get it. That's cool. Well, you're you, well, you, you going to have a chance to come back and you know drop some more gems for the people. Uh, for sure. Maybe not. Have that's cool too I mean you know whatever <laughs> you just had to play me in front of my in, in front of my audience I mean but, whatever said, uh, maybe not damn <laughs> it's cool I, 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 we, we talking to you now brother <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. No, nah, no, nah, it's cool. Like nah, it's it's like... cool. We we talking to Avid right now. You good? You said you don't want to talk no more. Avid. I love I love your listeners. What's your three gems? This shit is funny, is it? Um, okay. All right. So my three gems. Let's see. Gem number one is to understand what's going on in the world. Understand what's going on around you but not to let it consume you. That's gem one. Gotcha. Gem two, when you're running low on motivation to give yourself a break 
you got to recharge or else you'll start the spiral and you'll go nowhere but down. That's not a good thing. And we all know this last one I'm about to say. Do mm-hmm. whatever the fuck you want. Just like that. Straight like that. I love Straight the way like Abbott just ended that. That was that was perfect. They gonna remember his gems. I love it. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so 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 so, be, so before we officially officially get out of here, let mm-hmm. the people know where they can find y'all on social media, both of y'all. Oh, I have one. Oh well, I mean, what what is it? Like, what the hell? I, feel, I don't have <laughs> them. I don't have a social media. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck ever, like. My dumb ass is about to say for real. <laughs> <laughs> like we was just on live. Like they seen you. Like, do you know they can right. see you? <laughs> she don't see yeah. us. What, hey, what y'all, what's y'all social people. media, man? <laughs> y'all can follow me on Instagram at Philly That's P H I L L Y A V I D. Same thing on Twitter, just with two one five at the end. Maya. <laughs> she said you can follow her on Instagram at Maya underscore fire started erection and she not say my Instagram name be a lot. Um okay, um y'all can follow me on Instagram, which is the only social media I use is um M dot D dot M underscore two eleven. Straight like that. See, it, it wasn't that, that. That wasn't that bad, was it? That wasn't bad it, at all. It might change. I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. We 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 finna cut this episode. Thank you to all the Hollow Talk podcast listeners and supporters. What? What? Where can they find the Hollow? They know person? where they can find me at the Hollow Talk podcast. Listeners? Oh, well, oh, you you know what? You, my, what you about know what? you have new listeners? No, you know you're right. You you're right. Let me let, let, let me let me take a step back and you know. Wow, relax Eddie. myself you see how he just yelled at me I, I'm, trying I didn't get, I'm, I'm, I'm trying I'm, I'm trying I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to plug my my, my podcast right here do you mind you can follow the hollow talk podcast is the you you know what we we know we're not finna deal with this new new listeners we love y'all we support y'all old listeners we love y'all we we support y'all as well and thank y'all for supporting us Y'all can find the podcast at the Hollow Talk Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at the Hollow Talk Pod. That's at the Hollow Talk Pod on Twitter and at the Hollow Talk Podcast on Instagram. And you can find me at Jetpack Nick on all social medias. That, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And and I and I K. There you go. Jetpack Nick N I K is how it's spelled. Don't don't forget to stream after hours the EP from Philly Abbott. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. The, the don't special the special guest of this episode streaming. I was I was getting to that, but I appreciate you doing your co-hostly duties. I appreciate that. Thank you very very much. Fire co-host. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she. Oh my God! Stop! Guys! Stop! Stop! Don't do that. No, it, I mean, it, I mean, I don't know if we're gonna renew your contract, but you did good tonight. <laughs> like, 
you, you, you did your thing yeah, tonight. Damn. You see that, Abbott? That's crazy. I just got booted to the street. Damn, see, just used and abused. That's crazy. That's why, why it'd be hard to make a dollar out here. Game on. <laughs> All right, man. We we gonna cut. I I appreciate both of you for being on the Hollow Talk podcast with me, Avid. Uh, congratulations on dropping your your EP after hours. It's amazing. You, go you, listen to it, listeners. Please go listen to it. It's dope as hell. And just be on the lookout for any any other projects that he has coming out, singles, projects, Instagram lives. Amazing guy, Maya. Thank you. Thank you. For for co-hosting this episode, couldn't have done it without you. Amazing, amazing job. You know, I try, try, try. <laughs> and again, for the listeners and supporters, new and old listeners and supporters, we appreciate y'all 110. percent We love y'all and we thank y'all so so much for supporting us through and through. This has been another episode of How Talk Podcast with me, Jeff Nick, and my guest today, Philly Avid, and my co-host today, Miss Maya. Thank y'all very much. Yes. No we but you about to be the teacher wait wait bye no, bye <laughs> bye <laughs>Hey everybody, this is Jetpack Nick, and you just listened to another episode of the Hollow Talk Podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, topic ideas, or you yourself would like to come on as a guest on the Hollow Talk Podcast, you can reach us at our email, thehollowtalkpodcast at gmail.com, and across all social media platforms at the Hollow Talk Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, no talk is too shallow over here at the Hollow.